the old uncle of the paid ads world, Google AdWords just took a shot of steroids. These new midgy AdWords changes are going to blow your socks off and this I promise you will eventually leave you behind if you wait too long. Plus, exciting new updates to Snapchat ads, bringing the ads platform to advertisers big and small. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to episode number 67. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq, wishing you well from wherever you may be listening to the show. If you're listening to this on release, then it's the middle of the year. The excitement of all the the new year tactics has died down a little. It's also typically when most businesses get quite busy. And it's hard to find time for some of the more exciting tactics you wanted to do. Coincidentally, this year at the same time, there have been some very big announcements in the ad world that are easy for you to miss and you need to be aware of before you get left behind. Now, before I get onto that, it just dawned on me, Inbound 2017 is just over a hundred days away. If it seems it's coming quicker and quicker, well, this time it is because last year it was held in November, this year it's held in September, so almost two months earlier, or a month and a half earlier. So I've literally just booked my tickets today. Um, I suggest if you're planning on doing so, you do to, you do as well. Otherwise, they are going to skyrocket, especially if you're coming from a place like Australia, like me. Like last year, we're going to be doing a series of inbound pop-up episodes every single day. And this year, of course, I'll be doing more video uh, pop-up episodes or stings or whatever you want to call them live from the show. So, can't wait for that and I can't wait to see as many of you as possible um, there at the show last year we met a few listeners and I'd love to meet a few more of you guys okay let's get on to it right so we're speaking about changes and there's a few big changes big enough for me to divert divert an entire episode uh, to and chief amongst these are some huge changes from Google AdWords so late last month Google held their marketing next conference it's described as being one of the key events you need to be at or follow in terms of what's happening in Google in regards to all their marketing products, so Google Analytics, AdWords, their networks. And it's the event where they announce everything they'll be focusing on for the next year. So it was at this event last year where Google announced Google Map Ads, which are pretty awesome if you haven't heard of them already, and the expanded text ads. It's a pretty exclusive event, I will admit, and most of us won't be able to get there anytime soon, so I want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to our friend Mark Irvine, who we interviewed back in episode 52, who of course is from WordStream. Now, Mark did a webinar from the event with some of the biggest changes you need to be aware of, and I'll link to that in the show notes for your viewing pleasure. So this year, Google didn't introduce any new ad formats like last year. Instead, they focused more on... Get, using your, I guess, being more efficient in your targeting, right? Getting the most for your money and therefore converting audiences at a higher rate, which I think is important for anyone who is currently doing AdWords. The first update is YouTube views remarketing audience, right? Okay, let me explain that. So today, if someone visits your website, it drops a cookie on your browser and you show them ads across the web. Cool, you know, across Gmail, the Google Display Network, wherever. However, as Mark says, all that relies on people getting to your website first. 
and of course it costs money to get to your website and keep in mind you do need an audience of about a thousand people when it comes to remarketing as well so the big change here is Google is now allowing you to use the world's second biggest search engine which is YouTube to form part of your remarketing audience Google is calling this YouTube plus search audiences therefore you can now not only target people who have visited your website but also people who have watched your videos on YouTube. Seriously, this is another smack in the face for someone refusing to jump onto video or taking their sweet time. So now from a commercial standpoint anyway, this is very, very powerful. According to Google, over 50% of internet users look for video for a product before visiting a store and making a purchase. And this is very, very powerful when you consider the buyer's journey, what they do to that point of purchasing or to that point of filling out a form or calling you a lot of them are searching on YouTube so they can get a product into their consideration set also users who click on a YouTube ad are 25% more likely to make a purchase right they again this is a YouTube ad users who click on a YouTube ad are 25% more likely to make a purchase and spend 10% more so people are looking to YouTube when they are when they are in market and it is too important not to consider. In the show notes, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP67, I've shared a screenshot on how you can link AdWords and YouTube together because that's the first step, linking AdWords and YouTube together. So you need an account for both of those as well as an example from my account where I've actually created an audience. And this audience, because you can actually specify a few things. So in my example, I've got anybody who's viewed any video from my channel and I've set the membership duration to 90 days. So anyone who's visited, who's watched any of my videos in the last 90 days forms part of my remarketing audience. And I'll also link in the show notes to uh, the Google release on this, um, just so you can get more information and details around that. So all you gotta do is link those two together and the moment you link those two, so this is your takeaway because the moment you link those two, that's when it will start building up your audience. So even if you have a a couple of videos or um, you're not sure what to actually serve these people yet, it's worth just linking them up together and start building that audience. And if you're already doing YouTube ads, then this is really one you need to switch on to get that extra life, get that extra juice out of that orange that you're trying to squeeze when it comes to video and YouTube ads. So for example, say you create a video and you promote it on YouTube. Okay, so you've, you've got a video, you've just you pushed it out there. You could now serve those viewers a display ad, a remarketing ad. Um, and it would be personalized. Obviously, it should be related to something that they've seen in the video. And then, therefore, you're actually pushing them further down the funnel. From what I can see in my AdWords portal, this, of course, is already live and available. And if you're not seeing that, let me know and maybe I can point you in the right direction. So if you like that one, you're going to love the next one. And that is, so I'm going to call this update to survey people who have converted or haven't converted from your remarketing ads. So Google has introduced remarketing integration with their surveys tool, right? It's also called Surveys360. So just to pause here, the Google Surveys tool is a market research tool that allows you to run surveys on Google's online publishers. It's essentially like display ads, but for surveys. So Surveys360 uh, is now integrated with remarketing ads. And what this means specifically in this context when we consider remarketing, you can now post surveys to people who are in a remarketing list and you can ask them questions 
This is really interesting. You can ask questions to converters and non-converters, people who didn't convert or uh, to a lead or to a sale. You can ask these different groups of people a question. So, for example, you could ask them, "What do you value most about product X or you know service X? What are you looking for in a tertiary college, for example?" Um, think about this. Say all the non-converters say, I'm looking for a college that has flexible study options. Say that's a dominant theme that comes up. Or a college that credits real-world experience. Then you use that in your ad copies, right? You, this is market research. We're always, I say this to almost every client I ever meet, we're too close to our own product. Even me, I'm too close to my own product. I need a third-party view. So surveys are very, very powerful for that. So if you're interested about Google Surveys or Surveys 360, and look, the difference between those two is Surveys 360 is more of an enterprise solution. Again, I'll link in the show notes um, so you can find out more about that. And I kind of played around with it a little bit. Um, now, surveys to your remarketing audiences, so a survey that is only served to people who have seen your ad, it doesn't look like it's live yet, but the tool itself, the surveys tool is live. And how it currently works is you can you know, create a survey, and I create a random one targeting males and females between 25 to 55 in the state that I live in with one question. And that costs me around 15 cents a completion. So you're only paying when someone completes a survey. So for 700, well, sorry, for $75 rather, $75, I can target 500 people. That is pretty awesome. So you can see why this is kind of more attractive attractive to bigger audiences at the moment because you can't get specific like, you know, in Facebook ads, you know, someone who's interested in college or yeah, who's just finished high school, you can't get that specific. But with remarketing, when this rolls out and you can target to people who have seen your actual ad, that is interesting because consider this, they visited your website, they have seen a uh, ad and now a now you're asking them a question. So they are arguably quite warm. Okay, that's pretty cool. But what about all the people who haven't been to your site before? So th- that that kind of works great because it's, you know, targeting people or asking people who have visited your site. But what about those who haven't visited your site? The next update is the in-market audiences on search. Now, Google has had these in display since 2013. The idea being that an advertiser could target their ads to users who were in market. So in market in their language means they're in market or they're they're looking to buy um, for about 500 products or services. But that was just on display. Now they're extending this feature to their search network. So I want to share the example that Mark gave in his webinar because I think it was perfect. So he's given an example where he's searching for MacBook Pro 13 inch and his colleague is also searching for MacBook Pro 13 inch. But the difference is with his colleague, she has been searching for uh, new laptops. She's also been searching for MacBook Pros, MacBook models, MacBook versus you know the MacBook Pro. So there is a bit of a history there. There is a history that indicates that she is in market to purchase. So she is a lot more available. More uh, sorry, she's a lot more valuable to Apple than Mark would be because Mark's only just punched it in once. So the reason why you need to give a damn about this is because AdWords can get pretty damn expensive. So why not spend a little bit extra effort if you're already doing AdWords to target people who are in market, right? These guys are in market. They're worth targeting. Now, something to this is something to look at later this year because it is not live yet. And I will share it once released. So 
keep tuned to Inbound Buzz and we'll share as this goes live. The next update was, as I'm calling this update four, target life events and consumer pattern targeting. This is actually scary big brother stuff when you think about it, but the opportunity for us marketers to exploit is incredible. So we will be able to target major life events or consumer patterns. So major life events could be someone has recently married, right? Or they're recently engaged. Uh, Someone has had a child. They've recently graduated. They're moving home. Um, The other one was consumer patterns, which could be people who frequently dine out. Uh, people who shop at bargain stores versus expensive department sh- uh, stores, uh, people who attend live events. Now, we don't know all the live events and consumer patterns that we can target as of today, so I'm not going to bang on about this too much, but stay tuned because once this is released, this could be pretty powerful when you consider all the implications of even one life event. So say someone's having a baby. They're now in market for a whole bunch of crap they probably don't need and will not use and I know this because I speak from experience so if you're having a baby you're going to be looking for things like baby clothes baby monitors strollers you know a cot or a crib but then there's other services as well you're going to be looking for things like childcare, or you know protection home protection or even things like what pet is better to be around a baby like there are so many things you can think about let your creativity go um, you'd be looking for nannies you know maybe even a car or home upgrade so these are other types of in-market audiences that you could be considered. But again, stay tuned, more to be revealed there. The fifth update is AMP ads are coming to search, plus AMP display ads. I'll break these two things down. So mobile, of course, is huge, right? And I doubt anyone listening doesn't already know this. You know, even if you, when you consider something like Facebook ads, the majority of the impressions and clicks are coming from mobile. The majority of uh, conversions with most of our clients anyway are coming from mobile. So in, in certain um, ad formats or in certain characteristics, in certain contexts rather, we think mobile first. Now, slowly loading pages on mobile are also a big, and I mean a, an absolute huge conversion killer. According to Google, every second of a landing page load time represents a 20% dip in conversion. So look at five seconds, you, you're pretty much at zero. And this isn't good, right? You need faster landing pages and you need them yesterday. Enter the topic of AMP pages or accelerated mobile pages. Now, these, this is already live. This is something we've spoken about in the past. You may have read about it. And they're pages that load instantly. You know, and you often see a little bolt in the search results and they load in the search results. Now, uh, people are currently using this for things like publishers are using this in a big way. Uh, anyone who releases articles, and in, I know myself when I browse news in Google, I always click on the AMP ones first. That's how I'm conditioned because I want it right away. But this is now extending to uh, ads as well. So you, you will soon be able to create AMP landing pages for your ads, which is a great conversion boost, right? Now, that's one thing. The second thing is display ads. So display ads tend to load slower than the rest of the elements on a page. So you see a page, all the content loads, and then the display ad loads slower. So the other thing Google is doing is uh, releasing what they're calling AMP display ads. These are going to load, I believe they've said something like five seconds faster than regular display ads, and the creative will look exactly the same. So how they pull this off, technically with the creative looking exactly the same, but loading five seconds faster, I don't know. 
but it's it's going to be great for all advertisers. Now, in terms of the uh, AMP uh, uh, accelerated mobile pages, again, this is something you should already be looking at, and this is an area that you should possibly be considering first for your blogs or your articles, right? Your content-rich areas. And I say that because we've got some clients who are in the e-commerce space. It's a little bit harder for them, you know, for example, with their iteration of Magento to do this. So we've suggested they start on, you know, content pages. These are pages that rank anyway, right? And we're noticing a bit of a boost in the search. So if you visit ampproject.org, um, they, there's all the information there about AMP and how you implement it and how, how it works. Um, but keep in mind, you will need some technical assistance as far as this goes. Now, in terms of the AMP ads, this is actually an open beta. So that means it's not a closed beta. Anyone can join the beta. And to do so, there's a link I'll share in the show notes, which you can sign up for. The only prerequisite or the only requirement rather is you have to have AMP versions of your landing page. I mean, why would you sign up to this thing anyway? So check that out, check it out in the show notes and go from there. Now, the sixth and final update is voice search integration. So no doubt in the last year, you've probably heard a lot about voice search and how we need to start thinking about voice search when it comes to SEO. Now, this is going to explode faster than we think. But the issue is, and I believe this is for most people because I've definitely, like, there's nobody who I've seen who's actually implementing this in a strong way. And by that, I mean implementing voice search into the SEO or content marketing strategies. But it is something that we're going to have to jump on pretty quickly. On the AdWords front anyway, Google has finally figured out how to monetize searches that come from voice. And this will be in- increasingly a consideration when you th- consider things like Alexa, and Google Home and even Apple has a new product out there as well. These things are becoming more and more ubiquitous in our homes. So let me share an example Google shared at the conference. So they had an example where someone has like a a Google Home device and they say, okay, Google, where can I find Snap circuit boards for kids? And the device replies with, okay, I found several products. The first is a Snap's circuit junior board at Barnes & Noble. They are open until 9 p.m. Would you like directions or more results? Okay, the thing is, that is actually an ad, but it does not sound like one. The best type of advertising doesn't look like advertising. One of the ways you can prepare for paid voice search ads is the same way you should prepare for voice search in SEO. Think about your most commercial keywords and think about answering questions around where or who, when, how in your content. So say you saw handbags. Where can I find handbags in you know the Green Bay area? Just as an example. The, and the, the thing is, like I mentioned, people aren't thinking about voice search in content and SEO, and that's probably because there are a whole bunch of other things to worry about, and it doesn't fall into the hierarchy of needs. But hopefully, with voice search ads, this will spur not only optimization for ads, but also in your content and SEO as well. You've got to consider spoken language is different to the way we search and you'll have to try and experiment yourself. Again, a big thank you to Mark Irvine who shared all these updates in his webinar and I'll link to that. It's about an hour but it's very detailed and very, very highly recommended for me if you want to know what's new in the zoo when it comes to Google AdWords. Okay, from old Uncle AdWords to sexy new newcomer Snapchat, it's been reported that 
Snapchat ads will now be rolling out in June of this year. So this very month of this episode's recording. And look, it moves so fast, by the time this thing is live, it may already be out there. Now you can register, you can pre-register on the Snapchat website, uh, snapchat.com forward slash ads. If that is wrong, you'll find it in the show notes. And you can just kind of put your name, the details there and sign up for when they release more information. If you're a Snapchat user, you will have already noticed these video ads by big publishers, by brands like Coca-Cola, car companies. But now Snapchat wants ad dollars from advertisers big and small. Now Snapchat sponsored geofilters, of course, have been around for some time. And this is where you can create a geofence around a physical location and people can find your Snapchat filter when they take a photo or a video and they swipe left or right, right? And that's fantastic. You can think about events, right? For events, this thing is just gold. Now, this is different. This is the rollout of a new self-serve platform for its Snap Ads product. Snap Ads are full-screen vertical videos that brands can run on Snapchat between users' own created stories or on the Discover section or both. So according to Snapchat, Snap Ads begin with an up to 10 seconds vertical video ad and then they offer the option to add an interactive element with one swipe away. In terms of application, you'll be able to promote articles, app installs, or other long-form video and web views. From a targeting point of view, this will allow advertisers to target lifestyle categories like parenting, news, music, comedy, as well as gender and age demographics, and of course, locations. So of course, the obvious one is, yeah, cool, this is a great one to target millennials, and it will be. But because you can target age and gender as well, don't discount this for everything else. Of course, just like when Facebook ads came out, you know, these were like you know, three, four cents a click, right? So this will be a good one to try in the early going before it just becomes ubiquitous and marketers ruin it like they kind of ruined Instagram, right? So I'll share two links. One link about um, which all the new formats, which includes Snap Ads, the existing geo filters, and sponsored lens. And the other link will be how to buy Snapchat ads or Snap Ads when they're released. And you'll find that at redpandas.com.au forward slash EP67. A word about content. Now, these are vertical video ads and they're definitely not polished. Even the ones from big brands look like they've been taken on a mobile in selfie mode. And that's because they have been. And that's the way you've got to think about these ads. If there is a product market fit, so like if you're a very boring old legal firm, then this is it probably won't work for you. But it's not about industry. Say it suits your brand and you're actually a funky legal firm. You could get away with something like this, right? If you know who your persona is and you can identify some purpose-built content for this, you wouldn't take your TV ad and repurpose it for this, then you're you're in the right, um, you're taking the right step in terms of purpose-built content for Snapchat ads. Now, with a bit of creativity, these ads will be the easiest video ads you've ever shot because you're just literally shooting it from a mobile and making them very authentic and almost, not grainy, but almost like, you know, not polished, right? No great lighting or anything like that. So, again, check that out in the show notes. I've got a couple of screenshots and links there that will show you how uh, you can use Snapchat ads and all the different kind of categories you can play with. On that note, we'll end the episode. If you have any questions about the content discussed today or would like help implementing some of these features in your business, then hit me up, moby at redpandas.com.au or on Twitter at mobysthek and I can point you in the right direction. 
I hope you have a fantastic week ahead, and I'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.